the right microphone? Uh, yes, it is the right microphone. Hooray! <laughs> Hurrah! I didn't <laughs> huzzah! I didn't close the door, so you, everyone's gonna get to hear our terrible door. Yay! I mean, you're dragging it out, but no, no, that's how it closes normally. That's that's how I, like I always your shirt. That's how I always close it. Thank you. I'm wearing clothes. I haven't seen this shirt before. Yeah, think. it's because I did laundry the other day. Oh, this is my plane traveling shirt. Fancy. It's part shirt, part uh, kung fu outfit, part sleeping gear for sleeping in airports. Mm, nice. Because I'm going to be sleeping in an airport. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks nice on you. It's very, um, it's nicely form fitting to your shape. Thank you. Oh. All of them, all of the shapes that I have. Yes. Um, who's like who? 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 I don't know what's happening to you. Who do you know um, that 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 wrote? Yeah, uh, it could be, um, maybe. Who do you know who, um, in literature from the 19th century? So 1800s. Uh, yes. Victorian era. Um, like, mostly the classic people, I guess? Like, Jane Austen is from 19th century, right? She's not 20th. Is she 20th? No. Is she 18th? She's, uh... I think you would call her like Regency. Too far back. Okay. Nobody. She's a Napoleonic War, so you have she's to like... give me examples of people. I didn't take literature. Anyway. <laughs> My classes didn't care. When you think uh, Victorian era, who's writing books? Mary Shelley. Yes. Hooray. Yes. Uh, Byron. Done. Richard Kipling. Percy Shelley. Tennyson. Sure. I know some of those people. Uh, <clears throat> Arthur Conan Doyle. Sir. Yep. I know that one. So I've never heard Conan. I always hear Conan, but Conan sounds good to me. Either, British. either or. I don't know. Conan Doyle. I guess it could be Conan. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because we're not talking about the good people in okay. that century. We're talking about the worst of them. Can I interrupt you before we start? <sighs> yes. <laughs> what? What is it? I got my ancestry thing back, and I wanted to tell you. Oh, sure. On the air, how white I am. <laughs> okay. Sure. Guess how much European I am, Haley? 95? 99%. Yeah. I'm 1% Africa. Mm. But they're pretty sure it's Northern Africa. Yeah. <laughs> Although it says low confidence, so it might be <laughs> zero Africa. <laughs> That's my favorite. Is low confidence region is my favorite right up there on Africa. Oh my gosh, you're so white. Yeah. You're the whitest person I've ever met. I know. Oh my gosh. Do you so want- I'm, I'm a... What? Oh, I wanted to look up mine and we could compare. Oh, okay. Let's do it. But you keep talking sure. while I find it. I'm 53% Scandinavian, Jeez. more than half. Jesus. Which is a lot. That's a lot. That's yeah. very surprisingly pure for someone who is not um, even from the East Coast. Right. Very concentrated. Yeah. But this is where they came. They came to Washington. It's true. People always, like, comment about how white I am, like how pale I am, specifically. Mm-hmm. Um and part of that's because I don't go outside a lot in the sunshine because it hurts me. Right. But most of it's because I'm 53% Scandinavian. Yeah. 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 I am 15% British. Mm. Great Britain. Yeah. I was surprised it's not higher, but um, I'm like, okay. 
Yeah. That's cool. Uh, I'm 13% from the Iberian Peninsula, which I had no idea, and that's fascinating to me. Because I don't know of any ancestors I have that are from there. Right, like one, one mildly Spanish person. Yeah, is probably French or Portuguese. Who's Portuguese? I mean, there's people. no one. Literally, no one. <laughs> no one listens to this <laughs> podcast. Um, and then I got Europe West, which is extremely vague. Which is basically more of the places you already said, but yeah. not exactly sure where. Not sure where. Um, 10%. Ireland is 5%. So, really, it's more like 20% Great Britain. Yeah. But I guess when they say Great Britain, they mean England. Um, because Ireland's also in there. And it could be Scotland as well. True. Uh, I don't think my answers are very Scottish, though. And then they have low confidence in 2% maybe Italian Greece, but I don't think that's true. Yeah. And then uh, one, it's, it's less than 1% Europe East. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not. Like, from, literally, no one. I'm not from over there. So. That's not you. But my whole Africa is low confidence. Like, the whole of them even thinking uh-huh. I might be slightly African is. Right. It, even the, the, literally the slightest amount, they're like, but we're not. We don't actually think so. And if you are, it's from the north. You're from, like, Morocco or something. Freaking mm-hmm. French people live there. Algeria. That's, that's impossible. That's literally impossible. <laughs> no. Yep. No. So I used uh, 23 and Me, Right. Which is a different thing than what you used. It is. I use Ancestry.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at, look at the little map for Africa. Oh, uh, it's the nothing. The little sphere it's nothing. barely touches it. It's nothing. Anyway. Uh, and they've changed up the site a little bit since okay. I was on here. But I will try to find... Uh, okay. Yeah, here we go. So, I'm also pretty oh. white. But the um, the largest uh, single region is still um, Southern European. Yeah. So, um, Italian is, like, the largest percentage. Right. Makes uh, sense. At 23.7%. Then mm. the next largest is Ashkenazi Jew at 18.8%. And then there are, like, various British, French, German, yeah. Finnish that are all, like, low 10%. Uh, and then just, like, tiny little itty bit... Less than 0.1% Eastern European. And then there's a category called Broadly European. Hmm. Who knows? Something. Uh, And then I have a 1.9% Middle Eastern North African. uh, And less than 0.1% Broadly South Asian. Hmm. Uh, But that's like Middle East. That's, you know, people getting all up in there. So I I looked at all of the... Because you can look at all the regions, right? So I can see all the ones that I have 0% in, because mm-hmm. that's interesting for some reason. Um, but I didn't realize they were being so true to the word Scandinavian, because it's this <laughs> Finland, Northwest, Russian, and I have zero. Yeah. Nothing. So I'm like, okay. And this, I mean, I told you my mom that one time when I was, like, looking at ancestors, I said that we had Russian ancestors, maybe, or we had ancestors that lived in Russia, apparently, mm-hmm. and she was very vehement that we were not Russian, to the point that it almost sounded racist. It sounds a little like, racist. Mom. That sounds a little um, racist. But according to my DNA, I'm not Russian at all. 
So <laughs> that might be true. Yeah. I guess. But one but it was also a thing where I was like they could have just been lying when they moved here. Right. Cuz they they were uh some of my ancestors who moved to America, uh-huh. like emigrated here. So I was like they could have just been from somewhere less desirable and been like, "Oh, we're Russian." I don't know why they would have picked Russian, but like I also can't find any other like documents about them at all. Yeah. Um which might be cuz that which is why people are like, "Oh, you should go to Russia." And then I was like, "Nope." But I want to show you all the cool graphs that are on Oh, nice. 23 and me. They have, like, an ancestry timeline. This is all new since I've been on there, but it's like, you likely had, like, parents, grandparents, great-grandparents. I'm like, that's true. Mm-hmm. But it has it, like, through 1960s, 1930s, right. back through, like, 1870s, 1810s, 1970s, blah, blah, blah. Nice. Yeah. Like, that's cool. South Asian on there. Well, there's a little infographic pod that's like wondering where your Jew came from. Probably from dad. <laughs> like I, I already knew that, yeah. but that's great. It's cool that you could figure that out with my DNA. But yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I told I told you that. What do you? And then they have like by the actual oh, like DNA um, chromosomes. That's pretty cool. That is cool. So then you can tell like which definitely which one is dad and which one's mom. That's cool. Fifty-three percent Scandinavian. That is definitive. Oh, look! They're like, do you want to see your raw data? And they have it like as little, mm, little, little chromosomes. It's cute. 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 Um, I can look at genetic communities. I don't know what that means. People that share your DNA-ish from the site. I have that too. They call it DNA relatives. It looks like a disease map, though. It is Scandinavians. Um, <laughs> Robert. Robert. Um, yeah, it says Norwegians and then Germans from Kansas and Nebraska and then Mormons. It's like, oh, also Mormon pioneers. And I'm like, yep. I know. Uh, I know. Which is weird since I'm a convert, but I have Mormon pioneer ancestors. I get in. Yep. Seeps in and it never goes away. Never goes away. It's a hard mark to wash off. Sorry if you can hear my mouse clicking. They can. See, but all the Norwegians, it's like, oh, you have family in Norway because you're Norwegian. And I'm like, yep, yeah. probably. I'm sure they mm-hmm. don't know who I am. It's like, oh, and they're also in Germany. Did you know the Germans are in Germany? Huh. <laughs> and Nebraska. Hey, guess who's in Germany? Bunch of Germans. <laughs> oh, man. This is weird. Everyone on 23andMe, and it's like, Based on how much DNA you share, they're probably like your second to third cousin. Like, I don't know who this is. I don't like that. This is weird. You can do that on, um, we have a thing. When I say we, I mean Mormons. Um, we the people. Yep, we the Mormon people. We have a, so we have Family Search, which is a website to help us do, um, family history Mm -hmm. for, like, temple things. And then we have like an add-on to it called relative finder and it's fun because it'll tell you like how closely related you are to like famous people and Mm -hmm. stuff by the ancestors that you have in family search um but also if you can make a group and it will tell you how closely related you are to the people in the group um and so our ysa has a group our young single adult ward um that you can join um, but I've had friends who are like, yeah, I wouldn't do that because I don't want to, like, nobody should be deterred from dating someone because they're like, oh, you're like my fourth cousin, so that's weird. 
because it's like it's not weird if they're far enough away. But I was like, yeah, but they could be your cousin. Yeah, they could be your actual cousin. In which yeah. case, you want to know, right? Are you kidding? Why would you not want to know? I don't know. It's always better to know. I agree. Crazies. Anyway, in a good way. Anyway, sponsor us ancestry.com and 23andme. <laughs> Or relative finder. They're literally never search. going to know. No. Uh, they won't. But it's it's a cool thing. I'm like Yeah, that's yeah. fun. I liked it. I like having the data. Yeah. It's cool getting to look at like raw data. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as fun spitting in the tube. That was kind of hard nah, to conjure that much spit. That's for the me. best part. But um, spitting in tubes. You know. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, you do your episode now. I guess. I was just excited and I wanted to share it with you. This is hysterical history, by the way. (laughs) Sure is. Uh, Broad perspective, I'm Haley. I'm Alexis. And I don't know. Super Scandinavian. Super Scandinavian, and I'm a fake Jew. How dare you? I should have. What? I sound like my phone. Okay. I was like, I, sh- I was just gonna say, I should have known um, that when they said Scandinavian, they were being accurate, and they just meant um, Norway, Sweden, and possibly Denmark, um, because when you include Finland, it's Fennoscandia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Finland was a different category in yeah. mine. They don't get a B in the Scandinavian club. Fennoscandia. Uh, they shouldn't. They're the ball sack of Scandinavia. That's true. Look at a map. It's very disconcerting. Once you see it, you can't not see it. Well, and just I feel like by the data that I have so much Norwegian and Swedish in me and no Finnish at all, that should tell you something about their relations over time. Oh, I mean, it tells you a lot about who moved to Washington. There's a huge, um, like where my dad lives in Paulsbo, it's it's nothing but Norwegians. Right. That's This is where they came. I've been there. Um, and I don't, I don't know if a lot of Finns came over. I mean, probably at some point, but yeah, not in a huge group like they did in Washington. Right. But there's definitely a difference between, like, Norwegian and Swedish, like, relations and then Finnish relations. Yeah. The Finns are, um, you know, there's an American stereotype of, like, hillbillies in the woods with guns drinking, and that's the Finns. Yep. It's true. It makes them really good snipers. Yep. And that's true. really good at drinking. Mm-hmm. And really good at swearing. And Sweden is Canada. <laughs> it is now. Uh, I mean, they were mostly neutral in wars and stuff. I feel like it's Canada. Oh, I'm thinking, like, farther back. I'm thinking, like, oh. um, Vikings. I'm saying, like, recent times. Yeah. It's Canada. Yeah, it's it's the Ikea. Mm-hmm. It's the metrosexual of Scandinavia's. Right. Yeah. That's true. Anyway, you and me, we like TV tropes. Yes. The site. I'm very into TV tropes. I'm into it. I have been for years. It's great. If you guys don't know what TV tropes is, it's a website where people will write down um, tropes are basically like literary devices kind of, but used Mm -hmm. specifically in this for media uh, purposes. And it's just like themes throughout. Uh, Yeah. Everything that you can draw a line through, like um, yeah, to go to TV tropes and put in your favorite book or TV show or movie, and just it's fun. Yeah, 
It's fun. One of my favorites is Beard of Sorrow, <laughs> which is where the character mm-hmm. is sad, so they grow a beard, and that's yep. how you know they're sad. Because yep. the, the premise is that they're not taking care of themselves, I suppose, yeah. or they don't care about their appearance. Um, but it also is like a good way to show time passing and stuff. Um, but it is very funny, just the name of it, Beard of Sorrow. Yeah. Also, Bald of Evil. I really like Bald yep. of Evil. That's great. So the person I'm going to be talking about is the trope namer. Mm. For his trope. Fun. His trope is giftedly bad. Uh oh. <laughs> That's not a good one to have named after you. Uh oh. Oh. Oh no. Giftedly oh no. But someone writing about him uh-huh. uh, said he was so giftedly bad that he backed unwittingly into genius, hmm. which is even maybe a bit too much. I just imagine somebody like backing out of a room and literally tripping like on the back of their yeah. heels, falling into a trash can. But everyone loves it. No, like, and but they fall into like a ball pit, and everybody goes woo <laughs> as they do it. Like, yeah. but they didn't even know it was there. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about the real life William the Bloody. Oh, great! The bloody awful. Yay! His name is William McGonagall. Oh, McGonagall. McGonagall, yeah. Which um, J.K. Rowling did uh, use as an inspiration to Professor McGonagall. She's like, it would be so funny if this really smart lady was related to this terrible, terrible, terrible poet. It'd be hilarious. So possibly William McGonagall was like a really bad wizard. Mm, Fun. Yeah, anyway. Uh, He, virtually everyone agrees that he was... The worst English English language poet of the 19th century. Oh, fun. Which was a century full of bad poets. Right. It, people were really into poetry. People were into poetry. Which means there's, a lot of there's bad poetry. There's a lot of bad poetry. Every time people are really into anything, it means there's going to be a lot of bad people at it. And, you know, admittedly, there were probably worse poets out there, but he was the worst one who was publishing. Oh, okay. So we actually have... Uh, Examples, Right. Right. Um, he's the best worst. Yeah. So he's the worst poet ever. The worst. He, um, he started writing poetry when he was 52. It's very old. Very old. Uh, he was trained as um, a, a loomist. I don't know if that's what you call it. A, a loomer. He uses a loom. Oh, he uses a loom. Fruit of the looms. <laughs> Fruit, fruit of the limbs. Um, Scottish. He's Scottish. Okay. Mm. Uh, and it's very important. He lives in the town of Dundee by the River Tay, which is very important. And I really want to someone to analyze the odds of him becoming a poet if he hadn't lived places that rhymed with everything. Mm. Uh, which you're going to find out when I read some of his poetry. I'm you grinning would... because of Dundee's. Yeah, Dundee's. <laughs> Dun- Dundee. Yes. The Dundee Paper so Company. I'm about it. It's really bad. Okay. Uh, so when he was 52, he had been a struggling actor. Uh, okay. Wait. So he was, he did the loom. Mm-hmm. He was trained. It's like what his family did. And then... He, when did he start trying to be an actor? It's unclear when, as he was working um, okay. in his other job, because he mentions going to, he has a lot of autobiographical 
notes, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It kind of reads like a diary. Sure. Uh, where he's talking about uh, going to play Macbeth in a production, hmm. and all of his coworkers are so excited, and they're not. Uh, yeah. They're not disappointed, as he says, because everyone loved him, and it was. He says they're not disappointed. Yeah. Well, it's that's a, not a normal well, thing to say. Well, it is at the time, I guess. No. Yeah. Like. <laughs> He's not lying. It's a he, journal. He has literally he can say whatever he wants. Has literally no idea. But the fact is that he did get an uproarious just response. People were cheering. People went nuts because when he was playing Macbeth, and I don't know how much uh, knowledge you have of that player Shakespeare, but um, there's a point where Macbeth spoilers. Spoiler alert. Spoilers for Shakespeare. <laughs> um, alert, he, I've read inside Macbeth. He dies. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene where he's... That's what happens in sword, tragedies. Sword fight with uh, Macduff. But yes. he... William. <laughs> William McGonagall uh, refused to die ah. during the sword fight. And the guy playing Macduff... Oh, I would get so pissed. ...kept being like, what are you doing? I would actually kill him. What are you doing? Uh, what are you doing? Stop it! And he's like, never! Uh, yeah, basically. And he just, he wouldn't. Every time, like, he was supposed to go down, uh, Macduff was like, come on, just gotta stop it. And he just wouldn't. And uh, he, it got to the point where the audience was crying out, like, Yeah, McGonagall, you you get him. You walk into him. Yeah. Oh, my god. They were so into it. And the so, guy... So they were into the fact that he's ruining the play? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. They Sounds about right. Uh, the guy played off was like, You idiot! What are you doing? <laughs> uh, and the whole crowd was like, McGonagall! McGonagall! Yeah! Yeah! Uh, and finally, the guy playing Macduff had to trip him to make him fall. Uh, and he fell down. And Nicely I'm, I'm, I'm into whoever's playing Macduff. <laughs> yeah. He will not give up. <laughs> this guy is throwing him a huge improv curveball, and yeah. he's like, you will die. And the whole I will point, not accept I will your not. Like, lack of death. There's no, there's no play if we you don't. We cannot continue if you're not <laughs> dead. You have to die. It's like, never! You have to trip him, like, to shove him down. Just die! Why won't Just you die? Sit on him. <laughs> sit on him. Uh, and everyone was sad. They're like, oh, come on! And so he, he came out and got a big round of applause okay. after his performance. Can I tell you about when I was in Midsummer Night's Dream when I was in high school? Sure. Well, I, I guess I was in eighth grade. I wasn't in high school, but it was mm-hmm. a high school production, so I felt really cool. Yeah. Um, you were the cool kid. Yeah. And I was playing one of the players. Mm-hmm. I was Snout. Snout. Who plays who? But we were doing like a weird '70s like beatnik version of it. So we were all in like black sweaters and sure, it was terrible. But anyway, um, but then the person who played, uh, oh man, I just lost her name. Titania dropped out, mm-hmm. and I was the only person um, who could play both parts. Uh, like literally was available to play both parts. So then I was playing Titania oh, all of a sudden. There you go. Which is awkward because they have scenes together. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't talk to each other, so that's yeah. good. But there were times when I was supposed to be on stage as both people, and there's like one part where it's where um, spoiler alert for Mr. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. It's where where Bottom's head gets turned into an ass's and everybody freaks out. Uh-huh. So 
instead of staying on stage and freaking out like I was supposed to, I legitimately just had to run directly off stage as soon as that happened, change as fast <laughs> as possible, because Titania comes into that scene. Mm-hmm. And she's supposed to be asleep on stage while that's happening. Yeah. And to fix that, we just put a bush right next to stage, like, stage, so I could fall asleep behind that and then crawl out of it to oh go change. Oh my gosh. And then, and then I had to literally run to get there in time. And I remember, like, baseball sliding into position behind that bush and like the second I sit down I'm like okay I just have to breathe for like a minute and then I can talk mm-hmm. and then the second I'm there I hear the line and I was like oh god so you're like out of, out of breath <laughs> she just woke up oh, oh my gosh she's wow look at him oh Ooh, my sexy. god I'm really in this yeah it's been great but yeah but <laughs> the reason I thought of this is because the person who, or the the actor who played Bottom in our production, um, he, there's a play within the play in Midsummer Night's Dream, and his character is supposed to die. And, like, every night he just made it more and more spectacular and of longer. Course, course. And one of them, he was, like, running through the aisles screaming, and die! And people <laughs> loved it. They were just cackling. Uh, they were like, yeah! Yeah! And we were, like, very hard trying not to laugh on stage because we'd never seen him do it before. <laughs> <laughs> die! And die! And he's like falling on people and they're like, yay! <laughs> oh, it's so cute. Anyway. Oh my but that's goodness. what I think of. So I, I know that feeling of you're in a yeah. Shakespeare play and somebody's taking forever to die and people are really into it. <laughs> but like that one made sense because it was a comedy. Yeah. it's They're supposed to laugh. Yeah. And it's a play in the play. Everyone knows it's a play. Yeah. It's supposed to be funny. So it's like, oh, he's doing a ridiculous thing because he's a ridiculous actor because his character is supposed to be a ridiculous actor? Right. Great. You're not a Scotsman in Scotland playing Macbeth. I mean, like, you know what? I'm not going to die. No, Macbeth wins this time. Uh, This time. (laughs) Macbeth (laughs) wins. Spoiler alert. This time Macbeth wins. (laughs) On the other hand, all the Scots were like, hell yeah. Hoorah. Anyway. Anyway, so at the time, you know, well, I guess now, too, if you want to be a good poet, a well-known poet, you need uh, backing by a patron. And who would be the best patron to have at the time? The queen. The queen. So he uh, he writes to her. Who is she? Queen Victoria. Okay. Yeah. Did, you, not, did you not know? I'm just double checking oh, okay. that that was who was queen. Nope, it's it's. I queen. don't remember what year it is. She um no she's all all the time. I mean she's queen for quite some time. All all of it. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, hey, I need um someone to like pay my expenses and everything. Um, and the royal attendants like, no. Well, of course not. <laughs> no. This random Scottish buffoon. No thanks. <laughs> No thanks. We don't have room. We don't have money for everyone. Uh, but that, uh, in his mind, he received this this uh, communications back, and he started putting VR at all the top of his papers. He's like, "I have sponsorship now." No. The queen said, "Yes." And there's one point in his adventures when he he walks like sixty kilometers or sixty miles or something up to her house. 
uh, you know, her manor where yeah. she has a summer house or something. Of course. And he walks up to the door. This is on foot, you know. It's this terrible journey. And he's like, "The I am the queen's poet. And the doorman's no. like, the queen's poet is Tennyson. What do you, who the hell are you? Right. Go away. And he's like. The queen's poet's someone good that people will remember. <laughs> right. Not you. Uh. And he, he arrives soaking wet and just just a nu- just boy. a nuisance of himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he had to walk the sixty miles back. Good. It's Don't like, be an idiot. Go back to where you stop lying. Were. Uh, he was <clears throat> a huge opponent opponent of the devil drink alcohol. Alcohol. Okay. Um. But uh, it's it's hard to take him seriously because I don't know when they named it after him, but there was a pub named Uh, after him, uh, and he would go there and perform his poetry and get pelted with food. They would throw peas at him. (laughs) Oh, that's so sad. Uh, Sometimes, depending on the crowd, people would ask the waiters to throw things at him. Uh, so there was at one point he's writing, he's like, and then someone told the waiter to throw a wet towel in my face, and so the waiter threw a wet towel in my face. He's like the hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> but he's not... But he's asking for it. He's asking for it. He's Yeah, he knows it's coming. So into it. Oh, gosh. Uh, he, he would sometimes come off stage just dripping in food and, and things that people had thrown at him. Uh, but people also had to start banning his performances because there would be riots. Mm. Uh, he started working at the circus. Why were there riots? They just hate his poetry so much. They loved his poetry. Oh, okay. They thought he was the best thing ever. Oh, my god! Which, of course, they, it was bad poetry. Right. Uh, but people, it, people would be drinking, you know, sure. Scottish... <clears throat> uh, oh, he's performing in pubs too, and he's against alcohol. Apparently, yeah. I mean, where else are you going to perform I don't know. besides the circus? But he'd go up on stage, recite his poetry, get pelted with fish. Uh, but things would become so out of control that the city magistrates had to ban his performances. Hmm. Uh, and so there's a point in one of his. Uh, one of his autobiographical journals mm-hmm. where he describes uh, it like, you know, everything would have been fine, except there's always like a couple boys who are just fooling around and being mean, a couple boys and the city magistrates. And the cops. And the cops. <laughs> it's There's just a couple hooligan boys and the cops yeah. are just not into what I'm putting down with my bad self. F the police. <laughs> yeah. So he had, he had, you know, fairly lucrative work working at the circus. He's like mm-hmm. 50-some, 15 shillings a night to read poetry at the circus. I'm just amazed by a man with no shame. Uh, zero. Zero. Is he a sociopath? Uh, some people now think he might have been on, like, on the autistic spectrum. Okay. Which seems reasonable, but also, like... You can be neurotypical and do this as well. Yeah, I was just wondering because sociopaths don't usually have shame. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm not, uh, nothing about him otherwise sounds like a sociopath to me, but that's such a high level of no shame, you know, or like such a low level of shame mm-hmm. that I just, that's remarkable to me. It is remarkable. I can't even imagine continuing to perform the first time somebody threw any food at me <laughs> at all. <laughs> He has a phrase in one of his works where he's like, it wasn't the first man to throw peas at me, but it's like, has this happened before? Oh, no. What's wrong with you? Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, that would that would end my career. That's why I can't be a comedian, like an actual, yeah. like, I can't be a stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. because I'm too afraid of people. Yeah. Like, yeah. just... And not even throwing things at me. That was that would never have crossed my mind. Just not laughing or like booing. <laughs> Please Let laugh. Alone. Please laugh. Let alone throwing food at me. Uh, so one of the uh, there's a great site that we'll link to on the Facebook page, uh, but it has not only all of his works and his autobiographical. Uh, entries, but also a ton of, uh, like, news clippings from the time people who were actually attending his performances. Oh, nice. And one of them was saying he was reading one of his poems, uh, and it was uh, eliciting round after round of applause, and people couldn't get enough of it. Uh, But there were some who did not seem to understand or thoroughly appreciate the beauties of the poem. Oh, so uh, some people are like, this is trash. Well, they created some annoyance by bursting forth occasionally with immoderate fits of laughter. Because I think he sucks. He's he's really bad. Right. But clearly these other people don't think so, so much. No. They, they're part of the part. fandom. They're, part, they're, they're ironic admirers. Mm. Uh, there's another one where... I was going to say something, but I don't want to make everyone hate us. Okay, don't. Yeah, at the end of... There was another performance at the end of every uh, stanza, every verse. The audience would, like, join in when they knew the words, and they would start, like, stamping their feet. Uh, they they would, like, know the poems. That's so weird. Uh, every now and then, uh, when he would say something, especially choice, uh, giving it, quote, sweetest long drawn out manner performance the audience would burst out with the chorus of john brown's body which i don't know but i can imagine yeah um he performed hamlet at some point and everyone uh, they couldn't like at the like how uh like he's acting in hamlet no he's just performing like one of the soliloquies okay i think okay uh like when things are coming to a climax in his performance he's like oh i'll do from shakespeare i'll just give some hamlet uh and it's met with howls and laughter and several people start shouting for other well-known people in the performance hall to be the ghost Mm. okay uh, yeah, so after one of his, this seems like it's pretty common, because there were basically riots afterwards. Yeah. Uh, and someone's describing the scene in the village after the performance gets out. There's just a tremendous crowd through the entire street, um, almost all of whom, it says, seem to be in a a frenzy of amusement. Hmm. They're drunk. These people have nothing to do. No. It's, this is the smallest town in the world. <laughs> it's the smallest town in Scotland, and everyone's and drunk. And they don't have anything to do. Oh, yeah. And they're so drunk that they're like, this poetry's amazing. 
and Mr. McGonagall had to take shelter in a shop nearby and hide mm-hmm. out. Uh, but the, the the general impression of the crowd seemed to be that they had never in their entire lives been so entertained. I mean, at least he's, like, with a group of, like, happy, aggressive drunks. Yeah. Like, that's nice. Because, you know, lots of people, when they get drunk, just get mad. Yeah, they get scary. Yeah, right? All of these people seem to just be, like, having a real... It's like when you see people get drunk... Um, it's for me on TV because I don't get drunk. And then they're mm-hmm. like, I love everybody. And they're like crying. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like stereotypical. You see like women get drunk and then be like, I love everyone in this bar. You're, my, you're the greatest person in my life. That's how I feel right now. It is basically. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like this poem's amazing and everything's amazing and woo! And like flipping tables. I want to uh, uh, give you some of the titles of some of his poem Please. names. Please. I'm desperate to hear some of it. Yeah. Uh, he he was known for his disaster poetry. He, I don't know what that means. Uh, he means he writes poems about disasters that happen, like natural disasters. So, most of them, not. Okay. Some of them. Uh, this one's called "The Wreck of the Bark Linton." <clears throat> While bound for Aspinwall, having on board one thousand tons of coal, burning of the Exeter Theater. The Miraculous Escape of Robert Allen, the Fireman. An Address to the New Tay Bridge, because the first one was destroyed, as we will find out, famously. Hmm. Uh, A descriptive poem on the Silvery Tay. Beautiful Newport on the Braves of the Silvery Tay. The Famous Tay Whale. Oh my gosh. Lines in Praise of Sunlight Soap. The Irish Convict's Return. Women's Suffrage. Oh. Uh... (laughs) Which he, he's for women's suffrage. Which well, that's is nice. Kind of cool, but also very random. Yes. Uh, he has many on Queen Victoria. Of course. A requisition to the Queen, an ode to the Queen, an ode to the Queen on her Jubilee year, the Queen's Diamond Jubilee celebrations, attempted assassination of the Queen, and the death of the Queen. Hmm. He's so into her. Well, yeah, he's her poet. Yep. He also did poems on the deaths and funerals of many people, including Lord Tennyson. Prince Leopold, the German Emperor, and Prince Henry of Battenberg. I love that he did Lord Tennyson because earlier he got told that that was the real poet. He's like, well, he's dead now, so it's me. Now it's me. I inherit the crown. Macbeth will never die. Ah, Now it is me who is the one. Now it is I who is the man. I am the poet man now. Who's your poet now? It is me. Cuckoo (laughs) kachoo. Cuckoo kachoo, it's me. Uh, Me and my terrible poetry. Oh, it's bad. He had no idea. Uh, At some point... He received a letter mm-hmm. um, saying to be from the representative of the king of Burma. Okay. Uh, and he was informed he, that the king had knighted him as Topaz McGonagall, Grand Knight of the Holy Order of the White Elephant. It's too many words. Uh huh. Topaz? Yeah, Topaz McGonagall. Like, that's like a uh, rank? Uh, yeah, I guess. That's what confuses me the most. So, uh, Topaz is a color. Yeah, and a and stone. A stone, yeah. So it's from, not uh, It's not a title. It's not a sir, major, or any of those yeah, things. Yeah, but from then on, his he signed his all everything he did as Sir William Topaz McGonagall, Knight of the White Elephant, Burma. Oh, gosh. Uh, which, is this real? Did they give him this, really? Is this a real thing? 
This sounds fake. The order of the white elephant is real. It, the offer to knight him was a hoax. Yeah, okay. Like, clearly. Sure. The only person at the time who was actually in the order of the white elephant was Queen Victoria. Right. To give you an idea. Sure. So no, uh, they don't care about this stupid idiot. No one does. Yeah. But it's something that would have, like, been known, obviously. Mm-hmm. He got a lot of fan mail, surprisingly, which I know because I, I first learned about him. Uh, do you remember there was, like, a coffee shop uh, in Pullman, and it had, like, kind of a little a book reading nook in the back? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was kind of uh, a library-esque, like, uh, take a book, bring a book, you mm-hmm. know. But I was there once with my father, and we found a book of poetry by William McGonagall, and we started reading it. And we were in fits of laughter because we never read anything quite so bad. But Mm -hmm. then we got really angry because the the introduction to the book said nothing about him being a bad poet. Right. It was just like, he's the best. It's like, there's there's been nothing like him ever. People were uh, completely enamored of him, and it gave... Uh, examples of people writing in being like, we were reading your poetry out on the front lines in Crimea or Afghanistan or something, and we'd never seen anything so good as this, and just keep writing. We love you. So weird. And we're like, do they not realize that this is the worst poetry ever? And, of course, they they did. And we read a little bit closer, and we're like, ah, the magistrates are throwing peas at him. So (laughs) clearly he's not uh, a good poet. Right. But I will never forgive myself for not taking those books of poems, because they were, I wish I just had them all the time. Uh, But I, I guess I'll read you some. Please. Uh, the, his most famous poem is the Tay Bridge Disaster. Okay, because it's local stuff. It, yeah, it's local. There was a big bridge across the river, and some of it fell down. Local jokes get local work. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it, rail travel was the safest method of travel at the time, so it was kind of a big deal. It would be like uh, if a plane went down in your town right. today. Uh, but his poem it doesn't stop his poem from being just the worst thing you've ever seen oh, in, yeah. in your life. Okay. Uh, but uh, here, here it is. Okay, I'm excited. <clears throat> Beautiful railway bridge of the Silvery Tay. Alas, I am very sorry to say that 90 lives have been taken away oh my on the last Sabbath day of 1879, which will be remembered for a very long time. This, that was... What? Is that the whole poem? <laughs> no, there's more. Oh, okay. There's many stanzas. It's horrible, though. There's more. Like, there's more. It gets worse. I wrote better poetry when I was, like, <laughs> ten. Twas about seven o'clock at night, and the wind it blew with all its might. Oh, my gosh. And the rain came pouring down, and the dark clouds seemed to frown. Oh, my gosh. And the demon of the air seemed to say, I'll blow down the bridge of Tay. <laughs> Is he writing a children's book? <laughs> no. He's writing about a disaster where people died. When the train left Edinburgh, the passengers' hearts were light and felt no sorrow. But Boreas blew a terrible gale, which made their hearts for to quail. And many of the passengers with fear did say, I hope God will send us safe across the Bridge of Tay. What a horrible dick. (laughs) Like, this is not only, like, really terrible rhyme schemes and, like, completely uninteresting um, and, like, super basic, but it's also, like... Super basic! It is! In both words, like, sense of the word. 
super basic. It is. It's bad. But it's also like horrible. Mm-hmm. This is a disaster. Like people yeah. died. People died. And he's like, oh, I hope I make it across fine. And knowing they're not going to, <laughs> they're going. knowing they're going to die. Oh my gosh. Uh, good news. They think now maybe only 75 people died. That's so insensitive. It's really bad, but he was entirely sincere. He thought he was a good poet. <sighs> he thought he was poet laureate poet. I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I don't know what. So this is what me and my dad are reading in this this coffee shop. Right. Being like, this is what people were freaking out about. This is I'm going to skip a couple stanzas because the last okay. few were very good. Okay. Uh by which you mean they're very bad. Yeah. So the train moved slowly along the bridge of Tay until it was about midway. Then the central girders with a crash gave way, and down went the train and passengers into the Tay. The storm fiend. Same. The yep. Same. Same, same word. Words every time. Same word. He he rhymed Tay with Tay and midway with way. Yep. Uh the storm fiend did loudly bray because 90 lives had been taken away on the last Sabbath day of 1879, which will be remembered for a very long time. The last stanza is very good. It's probably my favorite, mm. <clears throat> which goes, It must have been an awful sight to witness in the dusky moonlight while the storm fiend did laugh and angry did bray. You can tell he's, he's severely low on words mm-hmm. of... Things, even though anytime you hear the word Tay now, you're going to think of this. While the storm fiend did laugh and angry did bray along the railway bridge of the Silvery Tay, oh, ill fated bridge of the Silvery Tay, I must now conclude my lay by telling the world fearlessly without the least dismay that your central girders would not have given way. At least many sensible men do say, had they been supported on each side with buttresses. What? At least many sensible men confesses. For the stronger we our houses do build, the less chance we have of being killed. What? The end. That didn't even make sense or rhyme. <laughs> like, you can't do a rhyme scheme for, like, the whole thing, even if it's bad, and then just decide you're done because you can't rhyme anything with buttresses. What? We're better engineers. That's why we won't die. What a dickhead. That's oh, so rude. It's really bad. Um, I just thought it was going to be, like, dumb, right? Which it is dumb. Yeah. But, like, that's so insensitive <laughs> it's and, so like, horrible. It's, it, it gave the people of Dundee uh, great solace and much laughter. Yeah. He, so, I guess they needed a laugh after so many people died. They They did. So it all makes sense now. They super did. Uh, which he also plied his hand to at uh, the the burning of the People's Variety Theater in Aberdeen, the Calamity of London, Wreck of the Whaler Oscar, the Wreck of the Steamer Storm Queen, the Wreck of the Steamer Stella, hmm. the Wreck of the Steamer Mohagen, the Wreck of the Steamer London, the Wreck of the Bark uh, William Patterson, it just keeps going. He loves when people die. He kind of loves it. It's very, like, noble to him. He's like, yes, now I can yes. write a new poem. Yes, new poem. <laughs> new poem. Oh, I'm so glad they crashed and died. <laughs> it's my favorite. Yes. Uh, the Terrible man. 
the the city of Dundee has. I can't get over it. Yep, yep. And now every time when you watch The Office, you're just going to be like, oh man. No, I'm only going to think about Dundee's. Uh, there's a McGonagall Square in the west end of Dundee. Hmm. The Dundee Central Library maintains a William McGonagall collection of his work. How big is this town? Now? Yeah. Let, me, let me look. Let me see. Dundee, Scotland. Let me see. Yeah, tell me everything except how big it is. Thanks. Uh, population. Let me see. So now it is 148,000. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's, yeah. And it's funny, you look it up, uh, Google Maps will show you the bridge. Hmm. Uh, and the place that we're across from it is called Tayport. 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 So, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious what kind of poet he would have been if he hadn't lived in some place called Dundee, which rhymes with everything, and mm-hmm. the Tay, which rhymes with everything. Right. Uh, but I think this is the most telling bit of information in literally everything, is that uh, a number of inscriptions have been made of his poetry, a lot of, like, memorials. Uh-huh. But the most notable one is there's a, a monument, concrete monument, on the River Tay, mm-hmm. uh, on the, in the pavement. And the monument contains a deliberate spelling mistake. Because he spelled it wrong in his poem? No. 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 They just decided to do that. That it was in the spirit of the man. Wow. <laughs> oh, gosh. William the Bloody. William the Bloody Awful. So apparently there's um, Billy Connolly visited Dundee and the Tay Bridge during uh, his one of his world tours and talked about McGonagall and did a re- recitation. Okay. Uh, which makes me so sad because I can't find it anywhere. And I would give anything to hear Billy Connolly performing uh, William McGonagall. Mm-hmm. That would be so amazing. Uh, there, there's a lot of just references to him in popular literature. It's kind of crazy. It's like, oh, yeah. But I wanted to mention, when I was looking him up, <clears throat> someone said that possibly he might be usurped, not not as a 19th century poet, but just as a poet in general, because he is often described as the worst poet ever, Right. period. Uh, but it's been challenged in favor of a single appalling line of poetry, uh, by uh, a man named Theophile Jules Henri Marziales. The poem is titled A Tragedy. Um, and the opening lines are Drop, Dead, Plop, Flop, Plop. <laughs> line. Okay. <clears throat> and all those are their own stanzas. Yeah, I mean, I got that from yeah. how you're reading it. Yeah. Drop. Dead. <laughs> plop flop. Yeah, do plop flop. <laughs> plop. Oh, gosh. Uh, but it's so funny because it's like, it's so stupid. Yeah. And so funny. 
But uh, it says the t- poem is titled A Tragedy, and the opening line suggests that the author is brooding about suicide. I'm like, that's the worst? How dare you? Oh, gosh. Uh, but that, oh, I guess it might be 19th century, 1873 collection of verse. Okay. Uh, in which it was published called The Gallery of Pigeons. Oh. Was once highly praised, but in picking him out for new entries for its website, the Oxford Dictionary of National Biography says the poem is now claimed as the worst ever written. Oh. It quotes that line as an example. Mm-hmm. Plop, flop. How long is the poem? <laughs> uh, let me find out. I, I didn't dare try to find it. Oh. I'm like, I can't handle this. <laughs> I can't handle this. Plop, plop. <laughs> That's my favorite poem. I'm going to memorize it. <laughs> Plop, plop. I wish, oh, see, now I so badly wish I was still in high school. Yeah. When they made you, like, memorize poetry. Yes. And, like, pick a, po- like, a poet to do. I did Robert Frost because yeah. he's, I think he's pretty decent. And um, he, he had oh, a really no. short poem I memorized. Um, oh, it's bad. I had, because I, I memorized Fire and Ice. Um, but now I wish I memorized that one. How long is it? Uh, so a lot of the stanzas are just like one word. Okay. But it's it's sizable. Read it to me. Uh, death. Plop. The barges down in the river flop. Flop, plop. Above, beneath. From the slimy branches to the gray drips drop as they scraggle black on the thin gray sky where the black cloud rack hackles drizzle and fly to the woozy waters that <laughs> lounge and swap on the black scrag piles where the loose cords plop as the raw winds wind winds in the thin treetop. Plop, plop. And scudding by, the boatman calls out, Hoy! And hey, all is running water and sky. And my head shrieks, Stop! And my heart shrieks, Die! My thought is running out of my head. My love is running out of my heart. My soul runs after and leaves me as dead. For my life runs after to catch them and fled. They are, they all are everyone. And I stand and start at the water that oozes up, plop, plop, on the barges that flop and dizzy me dead. I might reel and drop, plop, dead. And the shrill wind whines in the thin tree top, flop, plop. A curse on him. Yet I knew, I knew, if a woman is false, can a friend be true? It was only a lie from the beginning to end, my devil, my friend. I had trusted the whole of my living, too. Ugh, and I knew. Ugh, and what do I care? And my head is empty as air. I can do, I can dare. Plop, plop. The barges flop. Drip, drop. (laughs) I can dare, I can dare. And let myself all run away with my head and stop. Drop. Dead. Plop. Flop. Plop. The end. I actually like that one better than McGonagall's. <laughs> yeah. Because at least, like, to me, kind of the point of poetry is supposed to be like, I mean, a lot of poetry is really descriptive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, especially at the time, a lot of poetry was like, I want you to understand what's happening inside my brain. Sure, yeah. And, like, I do. 
Mm-hmm. Like I get that. I get. And I understand a lot of those yeah, feelings. It's even if they're stupidly <laughs> phrased. Even if you're saying them in the funniest way possible, right. because the sounds are funny. Well, not only the sounds, but like the description of the sky. You sound so emo mm-hmm. that I can hardly <laughs> handle it. But also like Dr. Seuss, which right. confuses me. Flop plop, plop plop. Whiz fizz. Whiz whiz fizzle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's not lazy like McGonagall is. Right. He's not just finding the closest word that rhymes. No. That doesn't and it's make not sense. Even rhyming all yeah. the time. Like yeah. a lot of it's just like, Most of it's not. Yeah. It's um and it sounds like the structure is decently interesting, although long. It it reads as uh very, very modern in tone for yeah. being published in eighteen seventy four. Right, which may be why they don't think it's good. Mm-hmm. I mean it's it's not good. But yeah. compared to McGonagall's, I'm like, that was way better. It was way better. Yeah. Like, you actually yeah. tried. Mm-hmm. You had feelings you had in your heart. <laughs> you had emotions. <laughs> and you expressed them. And I understood them. And I felt bad for you. I know. I felt you know, where you were coming from at the end. Right. Especially when, when they said it was about suicide, I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Plot, plot. <laughs> so yeah. funny. But I was like, okay, now I get it. Yeah. Now I understand. And especially like how you emoted the ugh. Ugh. It just says U-G-H. Ugh. Right. It's like, uh, Which ugh. Which is, once again, very modern of ugh. you. I'm into it. Yeah. That's my new favorite poem. It's, yeah. So there you go. Theophilus... Uh, Marzials, and we'll we'll link to that. I'm gonna do an episode about him. Yeah, his life doesn't sound so funny, but that's okay. <laughs> William McGonagall, his life sucks. Yeah, he died penniless. I mean, yeah, unloved, except by everyone. Yeah, uh, he. I don't think he actually published any of his own books. I think his friends published them. This guy's British. What? Theophilius. Yes. What? What, what? is his? All of his names don't. None of his names sound British. Yeah, it's. Is, is that what he? A lie. Can can we? Uh, <laughs> do we know if that's his the name he was born with? Because it does sound a little made up. I'm also. sure it's made up. It must be. I'm gonna look. Uh, it. It doesn't say. <laughs> His father's name is Antoine Theophile Marziales. It's not made up. That's mm-hmm. his real name. Okay. He was a pastor of a French Protestant church of London. Well, there you go. That's weird. All of those words well, confuse every, me. Everything's weird what? about you. What's your life? <laughs> what is your life? <laughs> Just that he's a pastor of the French Protestant church. Just French and Protestant next to each other look a little weird to me. I know there are Protestants in France. Are those the Huguenots? Not a lot of them. I don't know enough. This is so late in time, I don't, I don't think so. I don't care enough. I thought Huguenots were German. Extinct. Extinct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like the dinosaurs. Oh, okay, we both tried We both tried to finish that sentence and we went in vastly different directions. German. Extinct. <laughs> Woo! No, weren't, weren't they French? Weren't Huguenots? I don't French know, dude. Huguenots. Well, I don't know how to spell it. French Protestants. Oh, oh my gosh! I did nailed it. it! You did. Oh my gosh! Who are the ones that were German? Uh, Hessians. Hessians are German. Hessians. That's Hesheshans. why. I was like, the one, they start with H2. That's why. <laughs> H2O. Nope. H2O, no. Um. 
But yeah, there's not a lot of French Protestants. No. And then that you're a French Protestant pastor in England is very confusing. Well, they probably had to because uh, France hated them and tried to murder all of them. I know, but why does England want you? They probably England's don't. England's got their own church. But you have to be pretty weird for England to it's kick you out. It's literally the Church of England. They don't yeah. need you, French Protestants. <laughs> yeah, but there's room. <laughs> there's nowhere for them to go. There's room. Okay. Anyway. Um, oh my gosh. I mean, it's not like they're dirty Catholics. Ooh, it has one of my favorite words in his description, Haley, for uh, Theophilius. Plop flop? Nope. What? Someone described him as a poet and eccentric. <laughs> yes. An eccentric. We love our eccentrics. We do like our eccentrics. Sorry, anyway. Um, well, that's the story of Will, William the Bloody. Awful. Mm-hmm. William the Bloody Awful McGonagall. These people don't know what that's a reference to. It's from <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> yep. I wonder if uh, there's any connection between the namings. Probably. I don't know. There's there's a lot of um, literary Williams. Yeah. So it could be. Uh, But this William was very bad. And I'm trying to think. I think that's. I think that's the right time period with Spike. When when was he alive? Um, I think he's alive in the 1800s. Spike. Um, Uh, William McGonagall. I want to see if anyone just mentions it. Okay. Um, because Angel's in, like, the 1600s, but he's been alive for, like, uh-huh. way longer. Sure. Than Spike has. Mm. <laughs> Someone on uh, Reddit is like, so Minerva McGonagall's related to William McGonagall. Is she distantly related to Spike from Buffy? <laughs> <laughs> so weird. <laughs> What? Your crossover confuses me. Yeah, I mean, whatever you want, I guess. Okay. Let me look up Spike. From Buffy. H. And he ends up, his his name ends up being Spike because they say his poetry is so bad that they want to put their head on a railroad spike. That was around the time he was sired in 1880. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was him. So I'm like, oh. Because, yeah, I knew he was in the late 1800s. Mm-hmm. Because I know Buffy. Yep. Larry. I've been to trivia two times. <laughs> once we got fourth, and once we tied for third. Nice. So this year, second place. Moving on up. <laughs> this December, <laughs> second place. <laughs> Not hoping for first anymore. I'd like a good second. Good, good second. Good second. It's pretty good. Honestly, only... I'd like a solid third where we win a prize. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Because we tied but lost, so could, technically fourth. You could finally title. That would be, yeah. You could be, be put proud. up on a plaque that's deliberately misspelled. That would be amazing. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. Thank you for sharing. William the Bloody. Those terrible ancestors. I'm glad she was able to rise above the terribleness that is the shame of her family. That's why she's so strict and serious. <laughs> it's like no one can know. Right. <laughs> But secretly, she's really cool. <laughs> yeah. And that's also why. She's real cool. Yeah. She's she's the evolution of her family. Yeah. It's all come together to make her super awesome. One day, you're going to be real smart and turn into a cat. Yay. Yay. Whenever you want. Whenever you want. Every, every second you want as a cat. 
And you can make all your freshmen just freak out when yeah. the cat is a teacher. Oh my gosh, can you imagine how excited she's about that every year? <laughs> every year. Every she does year. it every year. Yeah. That's that's the highlight of her every teaching year. career. <laughs> and of course and of course the older kids don't say anything. Yeah. Because they remember no. how scary it was and they're like, these kids are gonna Oh my gosh. And they're gonna be like, oh my gosh, the cat knows McGonagall. And everyone's gonna be like, yeah, everybody knows stupid. Everyone idiot. knows it's that. Transfiguration class, moron. Yeah, freshman. <laughs> uh, Dunk your head in the toilet. Uh, 11 year old, uh, stupid. <laughs> stupid. There's a ghost in the toilet. Kiss her. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Okay. Write bad poetry today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have to give uh, Jenna a shout out. Oh, yeah. We got an email from uh, Jenna. Don't, Cro- don't say your last name. Uh, Jenna. <laughs> Jenna, thank you for emailing us. I agree that Haley should get a cactus tattoo. Um, uh, I think yeah. you should get a little succulent. I would love a little succulent. You like succulents a lot. And Cactus is a succulent. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like a little cute flowering succulent. Yeah, cute. And you can name it Olive. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. There should be, be some like, like an incursive script. Don't, don't, yeah, about your dad. Don't. Yeah. Don't listen to your dad. Don't follow your dad's directions. Yeah, don't, don't follow directions from dad. Yep. Just like a little cactus. Don't let dad plan the trip. <laughs> Dads can't navigate. Nope. Don't let Dad navigate today. <laughs> but we're happy that uh, you liked podcast Jenna and that you are allowing us into your brain. <laughs> In your brain, your car, your life, your family. And you seem super cool. We really like you. I know. We thought you were great. Um, and if you have any suggestions for topics, please email us, as with everybody else. Uh, we love to hear from you and give you a shout-out for being cool yep. because we're sure that all of our listeners are really cool. Mm-hmm. You're, um, listen, you're listening. Yeah. Uh, we're at uh, hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com. That's right. And our website, where you are likely listening to this, because by our calculations and our statistics, that seems to be... The, our, our metrics say that's, that's the most the common. regular. Yeah. Um, but for people who don't know, if you want to listen to past episodes uh, online, it is hystericalhistory.simplecast.fm. And you can find all of them. All of them. We don't. We don't take them down. They're no, up there forever. But we might take them down. So you should listen to them. <laughs> You're threatening them now. <laughs> Ultimatum. We're not going to take them down. <laughs> I mean, if we just get too many, I guess they might be like, "Hey, there's not enough space in the cloud world." But I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's unlimited. That's one of the reasons why we picked that yeah. service. Cool. Because they're, they're cool beans. Cool beans. They give us lots of cool stats. All like right. About where you live. Nope. I mean, a little oh, bit. Well, I mean, the country. We get country. <laughs> That's it. That'd be creepy. Anyway. Yeah, tell us your address and phone number. <laughs> we know where all of you sleep now. <laughs> no. No. I mean, maybe. We know what country you sleep in. I mean, you could sleep in a different country. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. you listen to this where you work, and then you go home to your home country. Your home country. Yeah. There you go. Across the border. The motherland. <laughs> the motherland. Which is, uh, I'm sure that's true of countries that are closer together. But it's also partly terrible, because that means you're not paying taxes in your own country. Your own country doesn't get the benefit. Mm. Mm. Unless you send the money home. That's your country's fault for yeah. not giving you the job you require. The, the workforce the and infrastructure that you needed. That's right. Yeah, like shame on your home. Like, like, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> like it were just like crapping on some country. <laughs> we don't even know. Yeah. It's probably not true for anybody. I'm sure they all listen in their own country. <laughs> anyway. Uh, this is weird now. We need to go. <laughs> um, yeah. Bye. Bye, bye. Pop, plop. Flop never. Don't pop flop. Flop flop flop. Death. Die. Bye. 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 <laughs>